0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe Clark. So nice to be speaking with you again today. How are you going?
0: <laughs> I'm thank you. I'm well, thank you. Richard, yes, doing well. And I have to tell you, brother, about mm-hmm. this series of books I've been reading. And oh great. I have n- I have never been so confused about the genre of a book before. So that's <laughs> my that's my pitch about why they're a fun book to read. So basically, there's this, um, <laughs> there's this British author called Anthony Horowitz. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine you've heard of him. He writes youth I have. fiction. I think Alex Ryder series. Anyway. Yes,
1: I haven't read Alex Ryder stuff, but I've read some other things. Yeah, very yeah. good very writer, very creative.
0: Yes. Anyway, so there's this um, Hawthorne and Horowitz crime series where Hawthorne is a private investigator who used to work Mm -hmm. with the police and he's got this whole backstory. He's not a particularly likeable character. And then there's Horowitz, which is the author. And so what (laughs) this guy has done, these are essentially murder crime stories, he has written himself as the narrator Mm. and a main character in the book but (laughs) he has used all of these true facts about himself such that you read it thinking is this a memoir or is this (laughs) a fiction crime story yeah and i am still not sure (laughs)
1: Right.
0: (laughs) well i am now i know it's fiction because i listened to a little interview of him uh, interviewed about the story but it is fascinating it's been so fun so um he's got it's a four book series so far, and I'm up yeah. to. I've just finished the third, and I found them fun as a crime fiction yeah. genre. But I'll just read a little blurb. Yeah, great. So this is this is Anthony Horowitz speaking about his wife. Um, so our relationship, and 25 years later, we are still together. I had written four shows for her: Foils, War, Injustice, Collision, and Menace. She was the first person to read my books, even before Hilda Stark, that's his um editor. It feels odd to be writing about her, and the truth is, she made it clear that she's uncomfortable about being a character in my book. Unfortunately, the truth is what it's all about. So she's a main character in my life. And anyway, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> but you can imagine, right? He's yeah. writing fiction with all of that is biographical about his life. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. So I just it just blew my mind because this <laughs> it's a fiction story, but he uses real life people and what of it is real? Like did he actually meet? Is there someone over in the UK who is a, a detective? There were these crimes that happened. Mm. Anyway, it's a fiction. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's fun.
1: Mixing the genres. That's <laughs> great. Mixing the genres. <laughs> I, and uh, are you the sort of person who can guess the answer in crime novels or can see where things are going?
0: Yes. Generally, I like to do that. Mm. But these books, I guessed one and three, but not two. Two was hard <laughs> and probably <laughs> right. not very clear to me. But anyway, it was fun. It, yeah. it, I did some wrong guessing before I got it right, though. So, you know. That's the whole fun of it. <laughs> no,
1: that's that's great reading fiction. And do, do you find? I mean, this is my experience in fiction. You just get um, escape a little bit from r- reality, oh, yeah. and you you're, yeah. you're transported to wherever it is. And
0: that's right. A goal yeah. for me would be to have a laugh out loud moment as oh, much yeah. as possible in some ways. Yeah, yeah good. I want to I want to have fun with yeah. the author. It's not always possible, but I try not to go too heavy into the drama all the time because yeah, you yeah. know, we get enough of that in real life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I agree, hundred percent.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, what about you, brother? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, well, I thought I'd share. I found a real, a really good podcast I'm just en- enjoying. Um, not a Ooh. Christian one, but um, uh, it was recommended by my old MTS trainer, Andrew. Uh, shout out Ooh. to you, Andrew, if you're listening. Um, but uh, the podcast is called The Rest is History, and Ooh. it is a history podcast, and it consists of uh, – tom holland not the spider-man tom holland but the author (laughs) tom holland who who wrote a book called dominion we may have uh, mentioned which we talked about yeah Um, but he's chatting to a friend of his called dominic sandbrook who's another historian and they just sort of chat about things in history but um with a very kind of um cheerful comedic kind of and very british approach so um for example the i've only just getting into it it's like it's like finding a treasure trove you know that's there's all these episodes um i've listened to a four-part series on the falklands war Ooh, which was uh, over the falklands islands off argentina in 1982 i have vague memories uh, i would have been about seven or eight then um but uh part of this podcast they chat about ideas and things and, and, and at times they'll do an impression of margaret thatcher or something like that and, <laughs> uh, of her Fun. announcing that um and uh <laughs> Yeah, the, a, f- a fact in the in the in one of the recent ones was that after the Falklands War was won, uh, Margaret Thatcher had a Thanksgiving kind of service at St Paul's Cathedral in London, oh, and yeah. the it was uh, the sermon was by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Robert Runcie who came under a bit of criticism because he wasn't heaps celebratory about the war. And uh, some people were saying, oh, what would he know? Uh, just a wimpy pastor kind of preacher guy. Um, but the uh, podcasters, Tom Holland and Dominic Sandbrook, shared that um, Robert Runcie was actually a World War II war hero. Uh, he was a tank commander uh, with the Whoa. nickname of Killer, uh, <laughs> who took out three, <laughs> three German gun emplacements. <laughs> yeah. So, this sort of wimpy-looking uh, Archbishop of Canterbury was actually a World War II war hero. So,
0: fascinating. <laughs> that's something
1: I thought about for a long time. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Oh,
0: so, um, just can't judge that ministry book by their cover. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's right. You never know when your pastor is a war hero. Um, so, oh dear, not me. Oh, okay. that sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, looking forward to uh, a podcast. I've told the family they're going to they're going to listen to it on our long holiday drive in July. So um, I've given them a heads up.
0: <laughs> I'm they're sure they're very to... excited about that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the opposite. The opposite is true. But now and again, I'll put my foot down. So. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And um, Bible, what have you been reading?
1: Yeah, reading uh, more in two Corinthians, um, along yeah. with uh, Gary Miller, that book he he read one uh, two Corinthians and, and you been great. Uh, came across um, uh, getting towards the end two Corinthians chapter twelve, uh, verse nine. Um, mm. This is uh, you'll know this verse. Um, this is in reference after the uh, God chooses not to take away the thorn in Paul's side. Uh, Paul writes two Corinthians twelve verse nine. But he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm. Uh, now, yeah, <laughs> I don't need to tell you that this is a huge, uh, massive verse um, for all of yeah. us Christians, uh, all of us, and yeah. in, in, in people in ministry as well. Um, and I think it came in a good time when I was just particularly aware of one of my weaknesses. Um, I have many weaknesses, uh, but mm. one of them is um, I suppose you put it in the category of being assertive, conflict, negotiation, that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, I was in a zone where I had to do a little bit of this with, um, not within the church, with uh, um, uh, beyond, um, <laughs> feeling so weak. And I was like, mm. yeah, asking for help, um, asking for prayer, knowing that here's something that needs to be done. <laughs> I'm feeling so weak. Mm. Um, but, and so this has come as a good time because the Bible is telling me that's not an aberration in ministry, mm. um, that's normal in ministry, or mm. that's even good in ministry for, for mm. me to be doing um, a kind of necessary ministry out of weakness. Mm. Uh, and, um, yeah, so uh, uh, and uh, to Gary Miller, it was, it was great as well. Uh, I haven't got any particular quotes, but just the, yeah, the um, sufficiency of, of Christ giving what we need. Uh, working mm. through w- weakness, the goodness of that, so um mm. yeah, that was and my it, uh, reading experience
0: that's encouraging richard and i I think as you read it, I like that you didn't jump to the quote, but re- read the start, which is but he said to me, um, the idea that God guided Paul and that that guidance has been written down for us mm. isn't God just so kind in mm. having because he could have just given that as a <laughs> a special message to Paul that we yes. don't get. But it, that it's it's been carried down through the ages, and that we can enjoy that comfort as well. Um, yeah, I'm just so thankful God has yeah reminded us again and again through the scriptures.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, a a great recording for our mm. comfort and encouragement. So um, <laughs> yeah, two Corinthians very precious. Very, uh, yeah, love it.
0: Mm, that's right. Um,
1: but uh, Joe, how mm. are you doing? Some. Christian reading of some kind at the moment?
0: I am. I have been reading a book for a little while and I confess it's taking me a while. I, you know, sometimes when you read a book and you come at it with a lot of ideas you've already got, mm. and so you read it rather than with a interested, humble posture, you read it with a critiquing posture and you kind yeah. of have to be constantly correcting yourself as you read. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm there with this book. I'm so there because the book is called <laughs> If Only... Finding Joyful Contentment in the Face of Lack and Longing. And it's written by a lady called Jenny Pollock. Now, it's got this pink cover with yellow writing. So, immediately, you know, a woman writing it about contentment, she's either wrestling with singleness yeah, um, or she's wrestling with some struggle around her marriage or yeah. childbearing. Generally, they're the three. They're the, they're the big three. Yeah, And so, it's something I've thought a bit about. And so, I came into it thinking, okay, Jenny, what have you got to offer me? So it was this whole <laughs> repentance thing I've had to do a bunch of times to come at it with humility. Yeah. Um, but I did find something. I, I have not finished the book and there have been things I've thought, oh, I just don't want to communicate the idea that way if I was communicating it. And so there are things that I'm sort of, I need to finish the book before I give a full assessment. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to read um, just a little section where she describes the cross in a way that I think is just truly beautiful, I Mm. read it and read it again. And in the column next to it, I wrote, whoa. So (laughs) here's the whoa moment in this book. Yeah. The hands that formed humanity submitted themselves to the hands of his creatures. A tree that he grew was cut down and formed into his instrument of execution. Iron that he had threaded into the depths of the earth was dug up and formed into nails, which were pounded through his hands and feet. Thorns that he had invented were woven into a mocking crown and forced onto his head. The nerve endings he had designed cried out in anguish. His created ones lifted him high, but only to humiliate the one they should have worshipped. And yet in love he cried out, Father, forgive. Yeah. Whoa, right? Yeah. I was just so struck by how she captured Jesus' lordship over all creation Mm-hmm. And his mercy in calling out for the Father that like God the Father to forgive um yeah. the sinful humans. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just um the uh the uh the creator um mm. submitting to that. Yeah, it reminds me of that song, that old song, um stars that flung stars hands that stars into that flung stars into space to cruel nails mm. surrendered. mm um, that's, uh, but to go, yeah, uh, to spend some time on that thought with the, the wood in the cross and the mm. iron and the nails. Mm. Um,
0: and the nerve endings. I just yeah, thought, yes, down. nerve endings he had designed cried out in anguish. I thought, whoa.
1: Down to that yes, detail. This,
0: this thing that we treasure, which is our sensation, our ability to feel things with our body, he created that and then experienced such deep pain as he suffered.
1: Yeah, it,
0: it just—it really enlivened for me um, how much Jesus paid the, the, yeah. the, the cross,
1: because it can sometimes feel like, "Oh,
0: mm. he 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 died," but no, no, <laughs> this was a huge, huge gift of mm. of just absolute self sacrifice. Yeah.
1: Um, mm. And what um and what uh, point is the author moving? towards in She the, was
0: shaping uh, out a picture of the gospel and God's love because her main yeah. thesis around contentment I'll just find the page actually it's it's quite good um it's essentially um around if you're thinking about contentment you must think about who is your god and how has he acted towards you not yeah. what do you want um but she has a sentence she explores at the begin the very beginning um the contentment Paul speaks of and she has this sentence, Christian contentment is much more hopeful. It is the fruit of the joyous discovery that whatever our circumstances, Jesus is better by far. Mm. And I like that sentence, but as I kept reading, for some reason, (laughs) it didn't grab me. It didn't give me enough. And so this is why I want to keep reading the book because I'm three chapters in. I feel like she's really laid out the gospel. She's laid out who mm. God is and his character mm. but I'm waiting for a, a bit of a meatier definition of contentment I think that's what I'm wanting or mm. a bit more of an exploration of it and that's what the book's going to give me so yeah yeah there we are <laughs> oh,
1: look forward to hearing more
0: yeah this is my commitment in two weeks <laughs> time you will hear more
1: <laughs> excellent
0: yeah well, but I've grown a lot from her her, her writing so far, so yeah. that's good.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's great. There's a lot to be said to the experience of uh, of reading and even just that, as you say, the re- repentance and humility mm. and, and nurturing that in yourself as mm. as someone who has thought a lot about contentment and read mm. in that area. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we are out of time. But um, I guess you and I were talking just before we started recording that it would be great to, we would love to hear if you're having um, conversations about what you're learning about, we would love to have Christians across Australia be growing, um, learning um, and sharing that with each other, having the conversations that my brother and I here have with others mm. because um, this is just normal Christian life, isn't it, Um Richard? Yeah,
1: yeah, mm. yeah. I, we would love to uh, hear stories of people saying, um, share, discussing what they're reading with yeah. other Christians or yeah. forming little book clubs or reading along with someone. Um, yeah, uh, so good. Not for head knowledge um, but for, yeah, the knowledge of our Saviour and mm. for uh, Christian character growth. Yeah, mm. in all sorts of ways.
0: Mm. Well, we're out of time, but lovely to chat. And yes. And we'll talk next week.
1: Look forward to it. Thanks, Joe. Bye.
0: <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs>